Shalom, shalom. Welcome, welcome, world changers. Tonight we're going to read Jeremiah chapter 41 through 48. We are also going to answer your questions and your comments live. As always, buckle your seatbelts, get ready for another wonderful night of reading scripture and, uh, and enjoying some fellowship. See what we have here in the chat. Laura says, uh, Jesus caught me. And how could brothers act like that? They must be false. Yeah, it's, it is a great deception for sure. It's a great deception. A lot of people, they believe that uh, they are right with God. And it's just because of false. It's very, very shallow false doctrine, very, very shallow false churchianity. You know, I've been saying this for a long time now. You know, church today Pretty much all every church I know of. I mean, I'm, there might there, there probably is some a few out there that are that are not like this, but there's always the exception to the rule. But as a rule, church today, especially in the West, for sure, uh, it is it is just a watered down, apathetic, anomian, antinomian, Paulian mess that gives people false security. You know, people they they go to church. You go to church on Sunday, they walk in a gross sinner, they walk out a gross sinner, and they feel much better in their sin because, well, you know, they heard the nice little ear-tickling message, and the pastor shook their hand and, you know, gave them a great blessing, and they never heard anything against sin. They never heard anything about repentance. No, they were not called to repentance at all. They were not called to a, a, a deeper relationship with God. They were just pampered and ear tickled and that's the problem absolutely they have changed their salt for sugar they have changed their salt for sugar just wanted to give you give you all a wonderful welcome a group shalom welcome blessings to y'all i pray that everything that we talk about today the scripture that's read will be a great blessing to you and you know and further your walk with god and further your your pursuit of righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right? So further our pursuit of the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If someone thinks that, that you say anything false, then they call you a false teacher. If someone said, you know, oh, look at so-and-so, uh, preacher, you know, preacher John, he, you know, he said thus and thus, and it's false. He's a false teacher. I do not know of anybody who knows everything. And I don't know of anybody who I can say, you know what, they know all the, they, they, have, a, they have a claim, they, they possess all truth and all knowledge. Even in the book of Acts, we have the, the disciples who, uh, they, had to, they had disputes among themselves. So apparently they had disagreements. In other words, even though they walked and talked with Yeshua three, three and a half years, they knew Jesus way better than any of us, yet they still didn't know enough to, they still didn't know everything. They had disputes. In other words, there was some falsehood somewhere. There was some falsehood somewhere. So, you know, Beware of anybody who claims exclusive truth. I, I hear you. I understand what this means, but I just I just wanted to say that because one end of this one end of the uh, ex, the extreme the extremities of the extremism of this is say, well, if there's any lie whatsoever, if there's any false information whatsoever, if someone said something wrong, oh oh boy, they are false. It's all lies. That's one extreme. The other extreme is people that are teaching nothing but lies, right? Nothing but lies. I don't think that anybody falls in one extreme or the other. Like they have all truth or all lies. Why? Because who has all knowledge? If there's anybody here within the live chat that knows anybody that you can say, you know what, I, I know this teacher or this preacher. Everything he's ever said was perfect. Everything. I want to know who it is. I want to know who it is, if you know of anybody like that. Laura asked the question, are you guys filled with the Holy Spirit? Um, very good question, Laura. I take the position not bragging or presuming in this, in this situation, okay? There are a lot of people. I know a lot of people out there, and they all say, oh, I, I have the Holy Spirit. 
I used to go to a church. It's like that it was all like just Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. You know, you have to receive the Holy Spirit, and you know everybody's got. It's like everybody claimed to be pro, like almost everybody was like, oh, I, you know, I I hear from the Holy Spirit. I'm led by the Spirit. I see, you know, the Spirit shows me this. The Spirit shows me that. Um, and I have seen so much. I mean, so much. Not just one or two um, people, but I'm talking about probably. Uh, the vast majority of them <laughs> that were dead wrong in what they thought. They, there's a lot of people out there that are very presumptuous. They're like, I have the Holy Spirit or I, I, I spoke in tongues or I speak in tongues. Therefore I have the Holy Spirit. Or I, I have the Holy Spirit because I know, because the, you know, the, I was, uh, Born again, I have the, or I, I went forward in, in some meeting and accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Therefore, I have the Holy Spirit. It's like a lot of presumption out there. We're reading the book of Jeremiah. The book of Jeremiah is a lot about these kind of people, right? These kind of people that, that claim like they hear from God. You look at that, you look at it this way 40 some odd thousand, they say. They say 43, 45,000 churches out there. And I know, of, I know of somebody, I didn't, I didn't count them. I don't know if that's, accurate or not. So I can't, you know, don't quote me on it, but I'm sure if you look it up, you might come across the same numbers as I did. But I know of someone who said they did. They they made it a project to look into all of them. And they said that all of these denominations, 40 some odd thousand, they have something in common and they all believe they have the Holy Spirit. They all believe that they are led by the Holy Spirit. So it's like, okay, so there's 43,000 different Holy Spirits and they're all against each other. I mean, of course, there's not, but you know, I'm, it's just being sarcastic. But the point is this: avoid anybody who presumptuously says, "I have the Holy Spirit." Even Paul, the apostle, said, "I think I have the Spirit." Even Jesus never even said he had the Holy Spirit. Now, I can't like he didn't go around saying, "I'm filled. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit." Uh, so we have to be very careful because a lot of times a lot of assumption or presumption comes in. And when that happens, you got a lot of problems. You got a lot of people uh, blaspheming the name of the Lord, saying, talk about false things, talk about lies. A lot of lies, a lot of lies spoken, spoken in the name of the Lord by people who honestly believe that they have the Holy Spirit and they're led by the Spirit and they hear the Spirit and they follow the leading of the Spirit. I say this. Myself, personally, I'm not going to brag about, I'm not going to say whether I do. I, I just don't feel comfortable bragging about it. However, I will say this. There's a pastor that uh, actually used to be my pastor years ago, and he said something I'll never, ever forget. Now, I'll repeat it. He said there's a lot of people who, who claim the Holy Spirit who claim to be filled and claim to be, you know, baptized in the Holy Spirit, claims to have the Holy Spirit. He said, never, ever forget. The Holy Spirit is a holy spirit. He says, if anybody claims to be led by the, the Holy Spirit or to be have their ear to the, to, the, to the voice of the Holy Spirit and they do not live a holy life, they don't have the Holy Spirit. You know what? Let me let me just it reminds me of something. William Seymour. This is awesome. William Seymour is one of the early from the early 20th century in the early 1900s um the Azusa Street Revival. This is like one of the fathers of the Pentecostal charismatic Holy Spirit spirit-filled you know tongue-talking movement. And he said something about this topic and I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Never, ever forget it. So I, I want to, this is a quote. Actually, Mr. William Seymour, the, the leader of the Azusa Street Revival, from whom basically that's one of the roots of the Pentecostal charismatic movement, the, the Holy Spirit-filled movement. This is what he said. This is awesome. This is good, by the way. <laughs> you know me, if it's good, I'll quote it, right? This is good. William Seymour said, right here in the center, Tongues are one of the signs that go with every baptized person, but it is not the real evidence of this of the baptism of this uh, of the baptism in everyday life. Your life must be uh, must measure the fruits of the spirit. 
if you get angry or speak evil or backbite, I care not how many tongues you have, you have not the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You have lost your salvation. Look at this. I mean, this is awesome. So, never ever believe anybody who says they have the Holy Spirit. Look into their life. Look into their life. Say, do they reflect a holy life? Do they reflect with in word and in deed? Do they reflect holiness? That is the, the evidence of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Laura, for asking that awesome question. There is, I'm not going to mention any names just because I don't want to expose this person to public shame, but there is there is a TikTok star, I guess you would say, that um, this person, I'll let you know, it's a female, and she constantly, it's like almost all of her videos, is like, the Holy Spirit told me this, oh, the Holy, the Holy Spirit wants you to know this, oh, the Holy Spirit wants you to know that, oh, the Holy Spirit's speaking this, oh, the Holy Spirit's saying this, everything's like the Holy Spirit, like, like as if she's listening or hearing like the Holy Spirit all the time, but yet, Talk about gross sin. It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, it not, not in a good way. <laughs> it's, it's, an ama- it's amazing in a bad way. All right, let's get into this. This is Jeremiah chapter 41. Jeremiah chapter 41, verse 1. Now it happened in the seventh month that Ishmael, the son of Nathaniah, the son of Elishema, of the seed royal and of the chief officers of the king and 10 men with him came to Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, to Mizpah. And there they ate bread together at Mizpah. Then arose Ishmael, the son of Nathaniah, and the 10 men who were with him and struck Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, with the sword and killed him, whom whom the king of Babylon had made governor over the land. Ishmael also killed all the Jews who were with him, to wit, with Gadaliah at Mizpah and the Chaldeans who were found there, men of war. It happened the second day after he had killed Gadaliah that no man knew it. And there came men from Shechem, from Shiloh, and from Samaria, even 80 men having their beards shaved and their toward their clothes torn and and having and having cut themselves with meal offerings and, and frankincense in their in their hand to bring them to the house of of Yahweh Ishmael the son of Nathaniah went forth from Mizpah to meet them weeping all along as he went and it happened as he met him he said to them come to Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam. And it was so when they came to the midst of the city that Ishmael, the son of Nathaniah, killed them and cast them into the midst of the pit, he and the men who were with him. But ten men were found among those who, who said to Ishmael, Don't kill us, for we have stores hidden in the, in the field of wheat and of barley and of oil and of honey, so he stopped and didn't kill them among their brothers. Now, the pit in which Ishmael cast all the dead bodies of the men whom he had killed uh, by the side of Gadaliah, the same was who, which Asa or Asa, the king, had made for fear of Baasha, king of Israel. Ishmael, the son of Nathaniah, filled it with those who were killed. Then Ishmael carried away captive all the residue of the people who were in Mizpah, even the king's daughters, and all the people who remained in Mizpah, whom Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, had committed to Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam. Ishmael, the son of Nathaniah, carried them away captive and departed to go over to the children of Ammon. But when Yehonan, the son of Kareah, and all the captains of the forces who were with him, heard of all the evil that Ishmael, the son of Nathaniah, had done. Then they took all the men and went to fight with Ishmael, the son of Nathaniah, and found him 
by the great waters that are in Gideon. Now it happened that when all the people who were with Ishmael saw Yehonan, the son of Kareah, and all the captains of the forces who were with him, then they were glad. So all the people who Ishmael had carried away captive from Mizpah turned about and came back and went to Yehonan, the son of Kareah. But Ishmael, the son of Nathaniah, escaped from Yehonan with eight men and went to the children of Ammon. Then took Yehonan, the son of Kareah, and all the captains of the forces who were with him, all the remnant of the people who had, uh, whom he had recovered from Ishmael, the son of Nathaniah, from Mishra, after that he had killed Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, to wit, the men of war, and the women, and the children, and the eunuchs, whom he had brought back from Gibeon. And they departed and lived in Geruth, Him, excuse me, Himham, which is by Bethlehem, to go to enter into Egypt because of the Chaldeans, for they were afraid of them, because Ishmael, son of Nathaniah, had killed Galilee, the son of Ahikam, whom the king of Babylon made governor over the land. Jeremiah chapter 42. Then all the captains of the forces, and Yehonan, the son of Kareah, and Yazaniah, the son of Hosea, and all the people from the least even to the greatest came near and said to Jeremiah the prophet, Please let our supplication be pre presented before you, and pray for us to Yahweh your God, even for all this remnant, for we are left but few of many, as your eyes do see. But Yahweh your God may show us the way in which we should walk and the thing that we should do. Then Jeremiah the prophet said to them, I have heard you. Behold, I will pray to Yahweh your God according to your words, and it shall happen that whatever thing Yahweh shall answer you, I will declare it to you. I will keep nothing back from you. And they said to Jeremiah, Yahweh will be, excuse me, Yahweh be a true and faithful witness among us if we don't do according to all the word which with which the uh, Yahweh your God shall send you to us. Whether it be good or whether it be evil, we will obey the voice of Yahweh our God, to whom we send you, that it may be well with us when we obey the voice of Yahweh our God. It happened after ten days that the word of Yahweh came to Jeremiah. Notice it takes it took 10 days. See, sometimes, sometimes we're looking for God to answer right away, right? Sometimes we're looking for God to answer right away. And here, I mean, they had to patiently wait for 10 days. Verse 8. Then called he Yohanan, uh, excuse me, Yohanan, uh, the son of Korea, and all the captains of the forces who were with him, and all the people of the least or from the least, even to the greatest. And he said to them, Thus says Yahweh, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me to present your supplication before him. If you will still live in this land, then will I build you and not pull you, pull you down. And I will plant you and not pluck you up. I will grieve over the distress that I have brought on you. Don't be afraid of the king of Babylon of whom you are afraid. Don't be afraid of him, says Yahweh. For I am with you to save you and to deliver you from his hand. I will grant you mercy and that he may have mercy on you and cause you to return to, you, to your own land. But if you say, we will not dwell in this land so that you don't obey the voice of Yahweh your God, saying, no, but we will go into the land of Egypt where we see excuse me, where we shall see no war, nor hear the sound of the trumpet, nor have hunger of bread, and there will we dwell. Now, therefore, hear the word of Yahweh, O remnant of Judah. Thus says Yahweh of armies, the God of Israel, if you indeed set your faces to enter into Egypt and to go to live there, then it shall happen that the sword which you, which you fear shall overtake you there in the land of Egypt, 
and the famine about which you are afraid shall follow close behind you there in Egypt, and there you shall die. So shall it be with all the men who set their faces to go to, into Egypt to live there. They shall die by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence. None of them shall remain or escape from the evil that I will bring on them. For thus says the Lord, or thus says Yahweh of armies, the God of Israel, as my anger and my wrath has been poured forth on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so my anger shall be poured forth on you when you shall enter into Egypt, and you shall be an object of horror and an astonishment and a curse and a reproach, and you shall see this place no more. Yahweh has spoken concerning you, remnant of Judah. Don't you go into Egypt. Know certainly that I will. I have testified to you this day. For you have dealt deceitfully against your own souls. For you sent, you sent me to Yahweh your God, saying, Pray for us to Yahweh our God, and according to all that Yahweh our God shall say, so declare to us, and we will do it. And I have this day declared it to you, but you have not obeyed the voice of Yahweh your God in anything for which he has sent me to you. Now, therefore, know certainly that you shall die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence in the place where you desire to go uh, live, to go to live there. Jeremiah chapter 43. It happened that when Jeremiah had made an end of all of, of speaking to all the people, all the words of Yahweh their God, with with which Yahweh their God had sent him to them, even all these words. Then spoke Azariah, the son of Hoshiah, and Yohanan, uh, the son of Korea, and all the proud men, saying to Jeremiah, You speak falsely. Notice, pride, okay? Proud men, proud people, accuse people of speaking falsely when they actually didn't. Yahweh our God has not sent you to say, you shall not go into Egypt to live there, but Baruch, the son of Nerea, sets you on against us to deliver us into the hand of the Chaldeans that they may put us to death and carry us away captive to Babylon. See, this is a false, um, a false conspiracy theory here that they whipped up. Verse 4, so... Yohanan, the son of Korea, and all the captains of the forces and all the people didn't ob obey the voice of Yahweh to dwell in the land of Judah. But Yohanan, uh, the son of Korea, and all the captains of the forces took all the remnant of Judah who were returned from all the nations where they had been driven to live in the land of Judah. The men and the women and the children and the king's daughters and every person who Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, had left with Gadaliah, the son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, and Jeremiah the prophet, and Baruch the son of Nariah, and they came into the land of Egypt, for they didn't obey the voice of, of Yahweh, and they came to Tapanis. Then came the word of Yahweh to Jeremiah in Tapanese, saying, Take great stones in your hand and hide them in mortar in the brick in the brickwork, which is at the entry of Pharaoh's house in Tapanese, in the sight of, of the men of Judah, and tell them, Thus Yahweh of armies, the God of Israel, Behold, I will send and take Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and I will set his throne on stones that I have hidden, and and he shall spread his royal pavilion over them. He shall come and shall strike the land of Egypt, such as for death shall be given to death, such as for captivity to captivity, and such as for the sword to the sword. I will kindle a fire in the houses of the gods of Egypt, and he shall burn them and carry them away captive, and he shall array himself with the land of Egypt as a shepherd puts on his garment, and he shall go forth from there in peace. He shall also break the pillars of Beit Shemesh, 
that is in the land of Egypt and the houses of the gods of Egypt shall he burn with fire. Jeremiah chapter 44. The word which came to Jeremiah concerning all the Jews who lived in the land of Egypt, who lived at Migdol and at Tapanis and at Memphis and in the country of Pathros, saying, Thus says Yahweh of armies, the God of Israel, You have seen all the evil that I have brought on Jerusalem and in all the Judah, and behold, they, this day they are a desolation, and no man dwells therein. This romance reminds me of uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. If you uh, do a, a search for uh, a Google Street View of Mount Sodom, you can actually see what Sodom, the Mount Sodom looks like today. And it's, it, it is exactly this, a desolation. It's just like a desert, nothing but just maybe a few weeds grow there. And that's about it. Everything else is like a vast desert. No man dwells therein. Because of their wickedness, which, which they have committed to provoke me to anger, that they went to burn incense and to serve other gods that they didn't know, neither they nor you nor your fathers. However, I sent to you all my servants, the prophets, rising up early and sending them, saying, Oh, don't do this abominable thing which I hate. But they didn't listen nor incline their ear to turn from their wickedness to burn no incense to other gods. Therefore, my wrath and my anger was poured forth and was kindled in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, and they, and they are wasted and desolate as it is this day. Therefore, now, now thus says Yahweh, the God of armies, the God of Israel, why do you commit great evil against your own souls to cut off from yourselves man and woman, infant and nursing child out of the midst of Judah to leave yourselves none remaining in that you provoke me to anger with the works of your hands, burning incense to other gods in the land of Egypt where you have gone to live, that you may be cut off and that you may be a curse and a reproach among all the nations of the earth. Have you forgotten the wickedness of your fathers and the wickedness of the kings of Judah and the wickedness of their wives and, and your own wickedness and the wickedness of your wives which they committed in the land of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? They are not humbled even to this day. Neither have they feared, nor walked in my law, nor in my statutes that I set before you and before your fathers. Therefore, thus says Yahweh of armies, the God of Israel, Behold, I will set my face against you for evil, even to cut off all Judah. I will take the remnant of Judah that have set their faces to go into the land of Egypt to live there, that they and they shall all be consumed in the land of Egypt. Shall they fall? They shall be consumed by the sword and by the famine. They shall die from the least even to the greatest by the sword and the famine. They shall be an object of horror and an astonishment, a curse and a reproach. For I will punish those who dwell in the land of Egypt as I have punished Jerusalem by the sword, by the famine and by pestilence, so that none of the remnant of Judah who have gone into the land of Egypt to live there shall escape or be left to return into the land of Judah, to which they have uh, they have a desire to return to dwell there. For none shall return save such as shall escape. Then all the men who knew that their wives burned incense to other gods and all the women who stood by a great assembly, even all the people who lived in the land of Egypt in Pathros, answered Jeremiah, saying, As for the word which you have spoken to us in the name of Yahweh, we will not listen to you, but we will certainly perform every word that has gone forth out of your mouth to burn incense to the queen of the sky and to pour out drink offerings to her, as we have done, and, and our, we and our fathers, our kings and our princes, in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, for then we had plenty of food and were, and, and were well and saw no evil. But since we left off burning incense to the queen of the sky and pouring out drink offerings to her, we have wanted all things 
and have been consumed by the sword and by the famine. And we have burned incense to the queen of the sky and poured out drink offerings to her. Did we make her cakes to worship her and pour out her drink offerings to her without our husbands? Then Jeremiah said to all the people, to the men and to the women, even to all the people who had given him an answer, saying, The incense that you burned in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, you and your fathers, your kings and your princes, and the people of the land, didn't Yahweh remember them and didn't it come into his mind so that Yahweh could no longer bear because of the evil of your doings and because of the abominations which you have committed? Therefore, your land has become a desolation and an astonishment and a curse without inhabitant as it is this day. Because you have burned incense and because you have sinned against Yahweh and you have and have heard, excuse me, and have not obeyed the voice of Yahweh, nor walked in his Torah, his law, nor in his statutes, nor in his testimonies, therefore this evil has happened to you as it is this day. Moreover, Jeremiah said to all the people and to all the women, Hear the word of Yahweh, all Judah who are in the land of Egypt. Thus says Yahweh of armies, the God of Israel, saying, You and your wives have both spoken with your mouths and with your hands have fulfilled it, saying, We will certainly perform our vows that we have vowed to burn incense to the queen of the sky and to pour out drink offerings to her. Establish then your vows. Establish then your vows and perform your vows. Therefore, hear the word of Yahweh, all Judah who, who dwell in the land of Egypt. Behold, I have sworn by my great name, says Yahweh, that my name shall no more be named in the mouth of any man of Judah in all the land of Egypt, saying, As the Lord Yahweh lives. Behold, I watch over them for evil and not for good. And all the men of Judah who are in the land of Egypt shall be consumed by the sword and by the famine until there be an end of them. Those who escape the sword shall return out of the land of Egypt into the land of Judah, few in number. And all the remnant of Judah who have gone into the land of Egypt to live there shall know who word shall, shall stand, mine or theirs. This shall be the sign to you, says Yahweh, that I will pu punish you in this place that you may know that the words shall, excuse me, that you, that you may know that my words shall surely stand against you for evil. Thus says Yahweh, Behold, I will give Pharaoh Hophra, king of Egypt, into the hand of his enemies and into the hand of those who seek his life, as I gave Zedekiah, king of Judah, into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, who was his enemy and sought his life. Jeremiah chapter 45. The message that Jeremiah the prophet spoke to Baruch, the son of Nariah, when he wrote these words in a book at the mouth of Jeremiah in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, the king of Judah, saying, Thus says Yahweh, the God of Israel, to you, Baruch, you said, Woe is me now, for Yahweh has added sorrow to my pain. I am weary with my groaning, and I find no rest. You shall tell him, Thus says Yahweh, Behold, that which I have built will I break down, and that which I have planted I will pluck up, and this is the whole land. This, excuse me, and this in the whole land. Do you seek great things for yourself? Don't seek them, for behold, I will bring evil on all flesh, says Yahweh. But your life will I give to you for a prey in all places where you go. Jeremiah chapter 46. The word of Yahweh which came to Jeremiah the prophet concerning the nations of, of Egypt, concerning, excuse me, of Egypt concerning the army of Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, which was by the river Euphrates in Carchemish, which Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, struck in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, 
Prepare the buckler and shield and draw near to battle. Harness the horses and get up. You horsemen, stand forth with your helmets. Furbish the spears. Put on the coats of mail. Why have I seen it? They are dismayed and, and are turned backward. And their mighty ones are beaten down and have fled apace. And don't look back. Terror is on every side, says Yahweh. Don't let the swift flee away, nor the mighty man escape. In the north, by the river Euphrates, have they stumbled and fallen. Who is this who rises up like the Nile, whose waters toss themselves like the rivers? Egypt rises up like the Nile, and his waters toss themselves like the rivers. And he says, I will rise up. I will cover the earth. I will destroy cities and its inhabitants. Go up, you horses, and rage, you chariots. And let the mighty men go forth, Cush and Put, who handle the shield, and the Ludim, who handle the bet and bend the bow. For that day is a day of the Lord, Yahweh of armies, a day of vengeance, that he may avenge him of his adversaries, and the sword shall devour and be satiate and shall drink its fill of their blood. For the Lord, Yahweh of armies, has a sacrifice in the north country by the river Euphrates. Go up into Gilead and take balm, virgin daughter of Egypt. In vain do you use many medicines. There is no for you. The nations have heard of your shame, and the earth is full of your cry. For the mighty man has stumbled against the mighty. They are fallen, both of them together. The word that Yahweh spoke to Jeremiah the prophet, how that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, should come and strike the land of Egypt, declare in Egypt and publish in Migdol and publish in Memphis and in Tophanes, say, say, stand forth and prepare, for the sword has devoured around you. Why are your strong ones swept away? They didn't stand because Yahweh did drive them. He made many to stumble. Yes, they fell one on another. And they said, Arise, let us go again to our own people and to the land of our birth from the oppressing sword. They cried there, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, is but a noise, but he has let the appointed time pass by. As I live, says the king, whose name is Yahweh of armies, surely like Tabor, Tabor, among the mountains and like Carmel by the sea, so shall he come. You daughter who dwells in Egypt, furnish yourself to go into captivity, for Memphis shall become a de desolation and shall be burnt up without inhabitant. Egypt is a very beautiful heifer, but destruction out of the north is come. It is come. Also, her hired men in the, in the midst of her are like calves of the stall, for they are turned back. They are fled away. They didn't stand, for the day of their calamity is come on them, the time of their visitation. The sound of it shall go like the serpent, for they shall march with an army and come against her with axes and woodcutter as woodcutters. They shall cut down her forest, says Yahweh, though it can't be searched, because they are more locusts and, and are innumerable. The daughter of Egypt shall be disappointed. She shall be delivered into the hand of the people of the north. Yahweh of armies, the God of Israel, says, Behold, I will punish Ammon of No and Pharaoh of and Egypt with her gods and her kings, even Pharaoh and those who trust in him. And I will deliver them into the hand of those who seek their lives and into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and in his servants, and afterwards it shall be inhabited as it is, as in the days of old, says Yahweh. But don't you be afraid, servant, or excuse me, Jacob, my servant, neither be dismayed, Israel, for behold, I will save you from afar, and your seed from the land of their captivity, and Jacob shall return, and shall be quiet at ease, and at ease. And none shall make him afraid. Don't you be afraid, O Jacob, my servant, says Yahweh, for I am with you. 
I will make a full end of all the nations where I have driven you, but I will not make a full end of you, but I will correct you in measure and will in no way leave you unpunished. Jeremiah chapter 47. The word of Yahweh that came to Jeremiah the prophet concerning the Philistines before that Pharaoh struck Gaza. Thus says Yahweh, Behold, waters rise up out of the north and shall become an overflowing stream and shall overflow the land and all that is therein, the city and and those that dwell therein, and the men shall cry and all the inhabitants of the land shall wail. At the noise of the stamping of the hoofs of his strong ones, at the rushing of his chariots, at the rumbling of his wheels, the fathers don't look back to their children for feebleness of hands. Because of the day that destroy that that comes to destroy all the Philistines, to cut off from Tyre and Sidon every helper who remains. Yahweh will destroy the Philistines, the remnant of the Isle of Kaftor. Baldness has come on Gaza. Eshkelon is brought to nothing, the remnant of their valley. How long will you cut yourself? You sword of, of Yahweh, how long will it be how long will it be before you excuse me, how long will it be before you be quiet? Put up yourself in into your scabbard, rest and be still. How can you be quiet since Yahweh has given you a command against Ashkelon and against the seashore? There he has appointed it. Jeremiah chapter 48 of Moab. Thus says Yahweh of armies, the God of Israel, Woe to Nebo, for it is laid waste. Kiriathayim is disappointed, it, it is taken. Mizgab is put to shame and broken down. The praise of Moab is no more. In Heshbon, they have devised evil against her. Come and let us cut her cut her off from being a nation. You also, madmen, shall be brought in, brought to silence. The sword shall pursue you. The sound of a cry from Horonaim, desolation and great destruction. Moab is destroyed. Her little ones have caused a cry to be heard. For by the ascent of Luhith, with continual weeping, shall they go up. For at the descent of Horonim, they have heard the, dis- the distress of the cry of destruction. Flee, save your lives, and be like the, the heath in the wilderness. For because you trusted in your works and in your treasure- treasures, you also shall be taken, and Chemosh shall go forth into captivity, his priests and his princes together. The destroyer shall come on every city, and no city shall escape. The valley also shall perish, and the plain shall be destroyed, as Yahweh has spoken. Give wings to Moab that she may fly and get her away, and her cities shall become a desolation without any to dwell therein. Cursed is he who does not, excuse me, cursed is he who does the work of Yahweh negligently. And cursed is he who keeps back his sword from blood. Moab has been at ease from his youth, and he has settled on his lees, and has not been emptied from vessel to vessel, neither has he gone into captivity. Therefore his taste remains in him, and his scent is not changed. Therefore, behold, the days come, says Yahweh, that I will send to him those who are who pour off, and they shall pour him off, and they shall empty his vessels and break their bottles in pieces. Moab shall be ashamed of Chemosh, as the house of Israel was ashamed at Bethel, their confidence. How do you say we are mighty men, the valiant men for the war? Moab is laid waste, and they are gone up into his city. And his chosen young men are gone down to the slaughter, says the king, whose name is Yahweh of armies. The calamity of Moab is is near to come, and his affliction hurries fast. 
all you who are around him, bemoan him, and all you who know his name say, how is the strong staff broken, the beautiful rod? You daughter who dwells in Debon, come down from your glory and sit in thirst, for the destroyer of Moab has come up against you. He has destroyed your strong Inhabitant of Aroar, stand by the way and watch. Ask him who flees and her who escapes. Say, what has been done? Moab is disappointed, for it is broken down. Wail and cry. Tell it by the Arnon that Moab is laid waste. Judgment is come on the plain country, on Holon and on Yazah and on Mepha'ah, ma, ma, excuse me, Mepha'ah, and on Dibon and on Nabo and on Beit Deblathayim and on Kiriathayim and on Beth Gamul and on Beth um, or Beth or Beit uh, Maon and on Kirioth and on Bozra and on all the cities of the land of Moab far or near. The horn of Moab is cut off and his and his arm is broken, says Yahweh. Make him drunken, for he magnified himself against Yahweh. And Moab shall wallow in his vomit, and he shall be in derision. For wasn't Israel a derision to you? Was he found among thieves? For as often as you speak of him, you shall shake your head. You inhabitants of Moab, leave the cities and dwell in the rock. And be like the dove that makes her nest over the, the mouth of Bis. We have heard of the pride of Moab, that he is very proud. His loftiness and his pride and his arrogance and the haughtiness of his heart. I know his wrath, says Yahweh, that it is nothing. His boastings have worked nothing. Therefore will I wail for Moab. Yes, I will cry out for Moab. For men of Kir Herez shall they mourn. With more than weeping, excuse me, with more than the weeping of Yezer, will I weep for you, vine of Sibma. Your branches passed over the sea. They reached even to the sea of Yazer. On your summer fruits and on your vintage, the destroyer is fallen. Gladness and joy is taken away from the fruitful field and from the land of Moab. And I have caused wine to cease from the from the wine presses. None shall tread with shouting. The shouting shall be shall be no shouting. From the cry of Heshbon, even to Alayale, even to Yahaz, have they uttered their voice. From Zoar, even to Horonaim, to Eglath Shalishia, for the waters of Nimrim also have become desolate. Moreover, I will cause to cease in Moab, says Yahweh, him who offers the high place and him who burns incense to his gods. Therefore, my heart sounds for Moab like pipes, and my heart sounds like pipes for the men of Kir. Therefore, the abundance that he has gotten is perished. For every head is bald and every beard clipped, on all the hands are cuttings, and, and on all the waste, excuse me, and on the waste sackcloth, on all the housetops of Moab, and in the streets there is lamentation everywhere. For I have broken Moab like a vessel in which none delights, says Yahweh. How is it broken down? How do they wail? How has Moab turned the back uh, with shame? so shall Moab become a derision and a terror to all those around him. For thus says Yahweh, Behold, he shall fly as an eagle and shall spread out his wings against Moab. Kirioth is taken and the strongholds are seized. And the heart of the mighty men of Moab at that day shall be as the heart of a woman in her pangs. Moab shall be destroyed from being a people because he has magnified himself against Yahweh. Fear and the pit and the snare are on you, inhabitant of Moab, says Yahweh. He who flees from the fear shall fall into the pit, and he who gets up out of the pit shall be taken in the snare. For I will bring on him, 
even on Moab, the year of their of their visitation, says Yahweh. Those who fled stand without strength under the, under the shadow of Heshbon, for a fire is gone forth out of Heshbon, and a flame from the midst of Sihon, and has devoured the corner of Moab and the crown of the head of the tumultuous ones. Woe to you, O Moab, the people of Chemosh is undone, for your sons are taken away captive and your daughters into captivity. Yet will I bring back the captivity of Moab in the latter days, says Yahweh. Thus far is the judgment of Moab. And that concludes our reading, scripture reading for tonight. If you're new here, please uh, consider subscribing or uh, following. And uh, we do this every single day by the grace of God. And Lord willing, we'll continue to do it as long as we can. This is seven days a week, every night at 7 p.m. Except for Saturday, we do it at 2 p.m. at Eastern time, uh, New York time. And so that's that's the schedule. Again, um, I've it's just been so, so, so busy around here. I haven't really spent a lot of time. Uh, what do you call it? A lot of time pushing forward for uh, for guests to come on here, but Lord willing, we'll do that. We'll get more guests on here and so forth, so on and so forth. Um, but hey, I mean, we're reading the scriptures here and having some great fellowship. So uh, I uh, I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for every one of you as always. Uh, you guys are just amazing. Rachel says, "Thank you, Christopher Shalom. Thank you very much, Rachel." Blessings, blessings. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up for tonight. I'll see you guys again tomorrow, Lord willing, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we'll be back. And again, to give a little bit of a sneak peek into what we're going to be reading, we're going to be reading Jeremiah chapter. We're going to fin finish off Jeremiah. We're going to finish off Jeremiah. All right. So, yeah, it's going to be good. Jeremiah is a really, really good book, as we see. The Real Truth, Shalom, all have a good night. Preparation day tomorrow, yes. Thank you very much, um, The Real Truth. Alan says, thank you, brother. Much love and blessings to you all. Thank you very much. The Great Deception, thank you very much. All right, so, um, yes, blessings multiplied to you guys, and may everything that we shared today and the fellowship that you guys had today be a great blessing to you and continue to... Uh, edify you and build you up in your walk with with God. Thank you very much. Uh, Alan says, hit the like button if you liked it. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Blake says, shalom. Everyone, thanks, Christopher, as always. Thank you, Blake. It's always a pleasure having you. Blessings, blessings multiplied to you guys. You guys are awesome. You guys are world changers as always. So I pray, as always, that the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, lift up his countenance upon you, and give you wonderful, wonderful shalom. Amen, amen. See you tomorrow.